Thank you, Jesus. Well, that's a great treat to get to do that. Amen. And now we're going to try to get into the Word. You know, there's days when you realize that what you're up against, there has to be something else going on. I had planned to preach a completely different message. I had actually worked on it all week long, and and suddenly Friday evening late, the Lord began to deal with me about a completely different subject. And so I worked diligently. Yesterday, I put all my notes together. I highlighted everything I like to highlight. And would you believe it, something happened to my computer and it cannot be downloaded. Now I'm wondering if that's a message from the Lord or if that's just something the prince of the power of the air may have gotten a hold of and said, no, I don't want that word being preached, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Amen. 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 I feel the presence of God and not just His presence, but I feel that the minister of the sanctuary is in this building today. And I would just ask you for a few moments to give yourself to what God might say to you. If you have your Bibles, I want you to first turn with me to the book of Matthew. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 17 and verses 19 and 20. Matthew chapter 17, verses 19 and 20. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing, everybody say nothing, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 21. And again, verses 20 and 21. And the scripture says, And when the disciples saw it, that was the withering of the fig tree, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? And Jesus answering and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also... If you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Again, we go to the book of Luke, and we read from chapter 15. Luke, the 15th chapter. I didn't give this to the men, but verse number 23. Well, let's skip that one. Uh, I'm going to get distracted if I read that one. Let's go to Luke chapter 17, verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 said, And the apostles said unto the Lord, 
increase our faith. Why? Because he had just given them a principle of life about forgiveness and they couldn't hardly swallow it. And so they said, increase our faith, grow our faith. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it shall obey you. Amen. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated for just a little while. If you're here today and you feel overwhelmed by the odds that are against you, I believe that there is a word for you. If you are here this morning and you are strapped by life's limitations, I am preaching to you. If you are here tonight and you are this morning and you are stressed over the things that you are facing, the word of the Lord comes to you today. If you are feeling inadequate for the task that is before you, if you are intimidated by what you are facing, if you are pained by your lack of provision or resources, if you are discouraged at the littleness in your life, I have a word for you this morning. If you feel like you are not enough, I have a word for you today. I feel like God would want to speak to somebody who has been shackled by the shame of their failings. Not failures, but their attempts that did not come to fruition. And they are tortured by the memory of what could have been. I am coming today to speak to you. As a matter of fact, more than me speaking, I sense that there is a minister already in this sanctuary that is speaking to the hearts of people as we worshipped him earlier. And the excitement and the thrill of those songs was filling our hearts. There was an exuberance of praise that came up in this house because we recognize that God is on our side and God is for us. And it doesn't matter what we are facing in life. I am here to tell you that according to the word of God, you and I were made for this moment in which we live. Turn to your neighbor and say, you were made for this moment. You were made for this moment. We read from three different passages, and if we had had time, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there, but there's a fourth passage that would speak to my subject today, and it has to do with a lack of deficiency. They were faced with an overwhelming task, an overwhelming opportunity. They were faced with things that were beyond the scope of their ability and they were speechless at times and they marveled at what God had done and the Lord said to them, O faithless and perverse generation.'" 
When I read that, it sounds like God is saying that they are without faith and that they are wicked, but that's not what those two words mean. Faithless means that you have not used what you have in you and that's why you are faithless. You are operating in a faithless condition. It's not that faith doesn't exist in your life. It's the fact that you have not recognized that there is something God put in you. The Word of God declares in the book of Romans that He dealt to every man a measure of faith. I don't know whether you recognize it today or not, but there is faith in your life right now that could be operational and powerful if you could only recognize it. Amen. When He said if, listen to me, when He said if you have faith, He was not questioning the existence of their faith. He was questioning the recognition of their faith. Do you understand that today? Because some of you are sitting here today and say, I don't have any faith, Brother Hughes. I've tried faith and it doesn't work. I'm telling you, you do have faith, but it's hidden somewhere among the stuff of not enough and I'm not sufficient. And we're overwhelmed by what we see And we are failing to recognize what we have. Amen. It's in you. I said it's in you. You don't have to pray for it to come down. God's already deposited it in you. He's already put it in your spirit. He's already deposited in your soul. And what God is waiting on is for me to wake up and realize that I do have it. It's in me today. I was made for this hour. I was made for the challenges that I am facing right now. God made me to meet these moments and overcome them. Praise God. If you have faith, not the existence of faith, but the recognition of faith. You see, when we understand the power of faith, we recognize that faith unlocks an authority in our life that comes from nowhere else. You can't get it from Walmart. You can't get it from Dillard's. You can't buy it at Kroger. It comes packaged in the faith that God has deposited inside of you. And when you recognize that there is the existence of faith in my life, then it gives you the authority to stand up and say, Mountain you are not defying me another day trouble you are not troubling me another moment amen come on somebody clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise oh Jesus hallelujah somebody say I was made for this moment I was made for this moment if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed. I love how God so clearly speaks in His Word. A grain. Everybody say a grain. Singular. One grain of faith is all that it takes. You say, Brother Hughes, I don't have any faith. Oh, yes, you do. How many of you got up this morning and turned the light switch on? What happened? What happened? 
How did you know that was going to happen? You had faith that the generating company that's supposed to be doing that was going to do their duties. How many of you went and turned the coffee pot on this morning? You mean we have that many backsliders in the room? I'm not talking about coffee drinkers. I'm talking about non-coffee drinkers. You turned it on. What did you get? Coffee? You mean you didn't get Dr. Pepper? You didn't get Sprite? You didn't get Coke? I'm talking about the drinkable kind, not the snorting kind. You had faith that what they had put in that little pot, if you used a Keurig or if you used whatever apparatus, you somehow had enough faith to believe that what you put in there was going to come out. That's all the faith God's looking for. Do you understand me this morning when I tell you that God is not asking you or generating in you a great faith? He is looking for just a little bit of faith. He's looking for somebody that will recognize that in me is deposited a seed of faith. And I can look at my mountain and say, I am more than enough to you. I am more than enough for this hour. I have been equipped for this moment. I have been given the power that I need to overcome. Some of you need to get the brain fog of bad thinking out of your system. Yeah, some of you are living under a brain fog of false thinking. I'm not enough. I'll never make it. I can't believe this happened to me. God, if you loved me, you wouldn't be putting me through this. Has it ever occurred to you the reason that he's putting you through it is because he does love you? Because he knows that in you going through what you're going through, it's going to generate and grow a greater faith in him. And it's going to give him the opportunity to do great and mighty things in your life. The fact that you need to speak today is important. But more importantly is what you speak. What you say. Amen. Mountain, you are not stopping me another moment. This inferiority complex that tells me I'm not enough. And all my life my family has reiterated that, that I'm not enough. And school tells me that I'm not enough. And my friends reject me and say I'm not enough. I'm here to tell every person in this building today that you're more than enough. God created you to meet the hour. God created you to face the mountain. God created you to live victoriously. He created you to know how to shout and know how to dance in His presence. So many times we are overwhelmed by our sense of inadequacy. 
Amen. I'm just, I'll never measure up. That's why the backslider doesn't come home. Because the devil, that brain fog, you'll never be able to get it right. You'll never be. So quit trying to be something that you're not. You're not going to be a perfect saint of God just because you make a move toward the altar today. But making a move toward the altar opens a door of opportunity that you never can tell where it will lead. All God's ever wanted was for somebody just to recognize what was in them and to recognize the opportunity that was before them. Instead of being intimidated by what you see, be inspired by what you see. Understand that God thought enough of you and He had enough confidence in you that He would allow that to come down your highway and meet you head on. And when you see it head on, you stand up boldly and in the authority of the word you say I am made for this hour come on clap your hands to the Lord and praise him with the shout of victory praise God when you lay hold of God and his word something powerful happens People in this building, you need to hear me today. Some of you, I don't know exactly who I'm talking to, but there's some of you that have belittled yourself down to nothing. You don't need a devil. You're doing a good job on yourself. Amen. Oh, I want to do that. But I just don't, I, I don't feel worthy to do that. I failed God. Quit letting your failures dictate what your future is going to be. Failures are the past. The future is before you. God deals in the now. He deals in what is right now. Some of us need to come to grips with what is. Well, I don't like it. Well, get over it. Because it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be different than this. So did I. So did I. But it ain't. There's that word again. If, you are, if you're a linguist, put your fingers in your ears and just let me go on. Life is what it is. I have done this for 30 years pastoring and 17 years evangelizing. And the problem that I saw back then is the problem that I see right now in this day. We allow our own thoughts to intimidate us into a corner and make us think that we don't have what it takes. And God said, I want you to come in there and preach to them that they are made for this moment. You were made for that mountain. You were made for what God has put before you. Stand up in authority. Get on your feet and speak the word and let that word do its work in your life. I'm going to give you my theory. I'm fixing to close. I'm going to give you my theory. When they brought the, the boy that was troubled by spirits, demon possessed, whatever, he was tortured, tormented, vexed, the Bible scribes him. I don't know what the disciples did, but the father said, I brought him to them, but they couldn't help him. 
This is what I think. I think they used their words instead of his words. And that's why we fail. Is because we keep repeating the same mantra. But it's our words. It's not his words. It's not what his word describes us as being. God's word said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not a mistake. I'm not an accident. I'm not almost enough. I'm not barely getting there. I am enough. I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. I'm just recognizing that God didn't make a mistake when he made me. Now, I've made mistakes, but God didn't make a mistake. And I've learned this about God. My mistakes cannot trump God's doings in my life. And though I may fail, God never fails. And if I will stand up on the word, his word, not my word, and begin to speak his word, his word has life. His word has power. His word word is anointed. His word will never fail. His word is alive. Come on, you can stand. I, I better stop. I'm not out of notes. Just, I just think you're out of... It's always wise for a preacher to end before the people do. Praise God. Mm. I, I wish I could come to every one of you and look you square in the eye and say this to you personally. You are more than enough. You were made for this hour. You were made for that mountain. You were made for that valley. You were made for that trial. God crafted you. He designed you. He put in you. The Bible said He dealt to every man a measure of faith. So He deposited in you something that if you just learn how to use it. And by using it, we do it by speaking His word and confessing His word, not our words. So what does His word say? His word says, I am forgiven. If you're here today and you feel like a failure, I need you to say that over your life. I am forgiven. Come on, say it. I am forgiven. If you've fallen and you need to be restored, God is the God of restoration. Say, God will restore me. God will restore me. God will give back the years that the canker worm and the caterpillar and all of those things have taken away. Oh, listen to me, church. I've told you this before, but I was reading that one day and I read that part that he would, he would restore to you the years that the canker worm hath devoured. And that word devour just popped out at me. Okay, God, how can you give me something back that's been eat up and consumed? God said, I'll tell you how I can do it. I can bless your present with so much abundance that it overshadows whatever has been taken. You need to stop living in the past. 
because I am a present God and I want to do present things in your life and I don't know what was consumed in your life I don't know what life ate up you had I don't know what was destroyed back then but I'm talking about now and now the word said that if you have faith it's not a question it's a declaration you need to find where your faith is and start bringing it out and start using and utilizing it and you know what faith is Faith is simply declaring His Word to be true. I speak healing. I speak deliverance. I speak the miraculous. I speak forgiveness. I speak mercy. I speak love. I speak all of those things that God has promised. Hallelujah. Somebody here right now, God's talking to you right now. Right now, God's talking to you. The tears are almost ready to run like a river. Quit holding that back. That's a river to peace. That's a river to restoration. You need to get on in that river and ride it on down to God's great mercy seat. Take somebody by the hand right now. Lord, right now there are people in this building that have been condemned by their own minds and by their own words. They have been told that they do not merit, they do not stand, they do not have a standing. They have been lied to in life to say that they are inadequate. Lord, I'm here to declare that we are more. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. And Lord, when I begin to speak your faith, when I begin to declare your word, oh God, powerful things begin to happen. Great and wondrous things begin to flow into my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He is my faithful Father, calling me out of the dark. Calling somebody today. He said, I want to put you in a better place. Come on, you've got it. Dig around in there until you find it. And lift it up to him. Come on. Reach down in your soul today. And stir up the gift that is in you. God, you do love me. You do forgive me. You do restore me. You do revive me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder how many of you would be willing to grab somebody by the hand and say, Come on, let's go to a better place today. Come on, let's go to a better place. Come on, let's go to a better place today. Let's get that faith operational. Come on, God's got something good for you. God's got something great for your life. Come on, you can bring it to the altar. You don't have to be afraid of that. Come on. The altar's not going to hurt you. Oh, yes. Mercy of God. Mercy of God. Work in this place today. Operate in this house this morning. Jesus, to feed in the darkness. 